It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. that they got all those out of their system and they won't be raining threes like that again tonight. Well, they took 23, <laughs> 18 to 23. They, they really shot the lights out. So it's a very good shooting team inside. Shoot a very high percentage. I think they're sixth in the nation in field goal percentage, 11th in the nation in three-point field goal percentage. So they can really shoot the rock. Dixie State, on the other hand, has defended well, though, guys. I mean, yep. they're holding opponents to just below 33%. So... And, you know, they've been working on the closeout a lot in practice. Coach Judkins telling me that it's a huge emphasis. And, you know, obviously they've got to really defend. He hopes that, you know, the guys that he has in his normal ro rotation can get the job done. But I think him and his assistant coaches are ready for some in-game adjustments if needs be. We're going to see some matchup zone, some 2-3, and probably starting the man-to-man look. But uh, I'm really excited about the in-game adjustments between these two coaching staffs. Very short game show for you tonight as uh, we got on the air a little bit late but let's give you some keys to the game and some starting lineups Mike let's go over to you uh, what have you got tonight for our Lonnie Boys Barbecue's keys to the game well number one they have Dixie has to disrupt the flow of Colorado Mesa's offense that that disruption is going to be key number two they've got to run 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 this team will allow a lot of points if they'll let them so they've got to get out and run third and we say it every week their turnovers they cannot afford to give this team extra possession so limit the turnovers and then just play solid yeah got to value the basketball the transition offense is going to be important they got to attack the offensive glass that is a huge strength of Dixie State not necessarily that of the Mavericks and then I'm with you the shot selection that's something Juddy always really encourages so and then defensively the ball screen defense the three-point line you know knowing the personnel having the scouting report ready to go so once you get on the floor you can actually you're going to be some keys for the defensive end for coach Judkins as well those are your keys to the game now for some Boulevard home starting lineups quickly for Colorado Mesa they start like this Michael Skinner Tommy Nuno Georgie Dancer Ethan Menzies and Jared Small getting the start tonight for the Mavericks for Dixie State the same five we've gotten accustomed to over the last couple of games. It'll be Jack Pagenkopf, Dason Youngblood, Frank Stain, Hunter Schofield, and Jared Green. Mavericks led by head coach Mike DeGeorge, his second season in Grand Junction. Improved the Mavericks by eight wins from uh, the year before last season in his first season in Grand Junction. He has this team on the right track. Let's play basketball. But Menzies jumping for the Mavericks, and it will be Jared Green for the Trailblazers. Toss is made. Mavericks are going to win the toss, and we are with you on radio, TV, and Internet as the Mavericks settle into the offense, moving left to right across your radio dial. Here's Skinner. Top of the key for Nuno. Nuno. Left side now small. Small backdoor cut inside. Dancer missed it. Ball tapped around, and Dixie State's got the rebound. Pagankoff pushing it up the right side. Behind the back dribble, leaving for Youngblood. Youngblood to the left wing. Now to Stain. Staying quickly to Jared Green. Green to Pagankoff. Pagankoff looking inside to Green. Nothing there, so they'll swing it back around. Reverse it to the left wing, and Youngblood skip pass. Right corner, three ball on the way. Frank Stain up and in. Thank you very much. You cannot have drawn up a more textbook 
offensive set for Dixie State for that first possession of the game. The ball was rotated four different times, very patient, found Frank staying wide open in the corner. 3-0 Dixie State lead, 19-03 remaining first half. This Maverick offense, a team that can really score it, but they give up a lot of points on the defensive end. Scored 105 points on Saturday against Port Lewis in regulation. And that's not their season high, 109 yeah. is. Nuno, shot clock expiring, baseline left side, no, tapped out, offensive rebound into the hands of Dancer. Dancer to Skinner, he slices through the lane, he'll be fouled out of his way to the bucket. Really aggressive move there by Skinner. And when you dart and you go that quick, really hard to adjust. Great second chance opportunity now from the stripe for Mesa. We talked about that textbook offensive set for Dixie State. Just the opposite defense. You don't want to give up an offensive rebound that first possession of the game. Now guys from Mesa are hungry for it. They, they know those offensive rebounds are going to be there and they're going to crash even harder. Skinner, 79% at the free throw line. He misses the first. His third season at Colorado Mesa after playing at Lamar Community College. He rattles home the second, and it's a 3-1 Dixie State lead as Colorado Mesa. Onto the scoreboard. 18.30 to go, first half, Dixie State. With the lead inside Jerry Green, left block. Waiting for Stain, right back to Green, re-entry, high off the window and in from the left side for Jerry Green. Another solid possession there. This time Dixie going inside. They've got a size advantage inside, and they're taking advantage of that with Jared Green in the post. 5-1, Trailblazers by four. Nuno looking inside. Pass is made, but a steal afterwards. As Youngblood cuts off another pass ahead to Stain. Stain no loop passes Schofield, and he's fouled on his way to the bucket. Oh, Stain right there with a pretty outlet. Receives the pass, stays in the middle of the floor. No looks it. Right time, right place. Watch this for our television users. And just enough to really give Schofield the advantage to get all the way into the lane. No chance to take a charge there defensively and earn a trip to the line. Okay, Jack Pagenkopf on your right. You've got Hunter Schofield on your left. You know, that, that's a great options, decision. Options, options, options. Great options. Schofield makes the first free throw. Uses every bit of the rim and it falls through. Second one on the way, a little strong. First one was that way as well, but it found its way through. Second rim's out. 6-1, Dixie State by five. 17-53 to go. Schofield six in the conference in scoring. What a great pickup for Judkins and the boys. Jared Small traveled in the lane. Michael Skinner throws down a two-hand flush, but the travel stops the possession, and it will not count. It didn't count, but you can see the athleticism that Skinner has. He got up. He's got some hops. He's twitchy. And Mike DeGeorge wants a timeout already. It's a 30-second timeout. We're going to keep it right here and talk this thing through. 17.48 to go. Dixie State two for two for the field. Colorado Mesa is uh, has not got a field goal. 0 for three for the field. They do have one free throw. Again, a team that uh, can really score it. But coming off, you know, the highest of highs. Coach, uh, we'll go over to Mike. You, you coach with Coach Judkins. You've been around this game a long time. How hard is it to get your team to kind of refocus after such a huge performance like Colorado Mesa saw on Saturday night against Fort Lewis? Well, you definitely want to, you don't want to hold them back. You know, you shoot 18 for 23, you're going to let them go. Let them go until they can't, you know, it, it becomes a detriment to the team. And right now, it, it's important to look at what type of looks Colorado Mesa is going to get. If they're getting open looks early, that's a bad sign for Dixie State because those shots will eventually start falling. Back in play we go. Six to one, Dixie State. The five-point lead, 17-40 to go. First half, Schofield. Top of the key, over to Stain. 
They'll whip it back around the horn. Pagenkopf now right wing. Pump fake. Puts the ball on the floor. Knocked out of his hands. Regains. Now he's at the baseline right side. Pagenkopf still with it. Dribbles all the way back to the free throw line and tries to bounce a pass. Go a little pick and roll with Schofield. And the pass is kicked. Well, Jack, he can score it. We've seen the triple-double earlier in the season. He's, what, number 25 in the nation in assists. Leads the RMAC Conference. See what he wants to try to do early. It's the assist and inside. A bounce pass on the inbounds entry from Pagenkopf to the left side of the bucket. Schofield catches and scores. And it's an 8-1, seven-point lead for the Trailblazers. 17-10 to go. That's why you put your point guard there to the inbound oh. it, right? Yep. Nuno. Skip pass, left wing dancer, pump fake, skipping a skinner. Doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he takes that one. Ooh. Missed it, and Frank Stane goes up high and takes down a grown man's rebound. With one arm, because I think the other one was kind of tied up. Pagenkopf holding right wing. Puts the ball on the floor, pick and roll with Jared Green. A little slow getting the entry pass, though. Green, fadeaway jumper blocked, and into the hands of Dancer. Here come the Mavericks. Top of the key, Nuno. Nuno, one of the dynamic players in this conference. A no-look pass inside to Menzies, and he lays it up in a delayed pick and roll. And I do mean delayed, but they still got the right pass. The timing actually perfect. Green was on his back, and Menzies finishes at the rim with the lay-in. 16-15, Pagenkopf to Stain. Stain to Schofield. Schofield looking back door, nothing there. Instead, they'll swing it to the left corner. Youngblood for three. But before he could even get the ball out of his hands, an offensive foul against Frank Stain in the paint. You take a look for our television audience. Just hedged yeah. into it with a little hip thrust. Just not a lot, but enough to draw the whistle and the correct call. And we've got changes on both sides. Andre Wilson and Cameron Chat went in for Dixie State. For the Mavericks, Clay Verk, Ethan Richardson, and Colton Peterson into the ball game. And Peterson. And really shoot it. 41 three-point makes this season for Peterson. Richardson working inside on Chatwin. Spinning inside, hanging, hitting with the foul. And he is a very good player. This is only his fourth appearance of the season. But they're going to call. Yeah, they get the foul against Chatwin. That brings us to the media timeout. Richardson making the most of his few appearances so far this season. Under 16 media, 15.50 to go. Dixie State an 8-5 lead. 60-second time on it back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Trailblazers leading an 8-5 and Ethan Richardson trying to complete the three-point play for the Mavericks. It is coaches for cancer tonight, so you're going to see on the sideline, you've got coaches and sneakers. You, your TV viewers, you can kind of see Coach Judkin's sneakers at the top of your picture there. Clean new white Clean ones. Clean new white ones. All white Nikes. I dig it. And nice. Coach McGeor DeGeorge has got some as well. Some sneakers on. Richardson will make the second, or the, the free throw, completed three-point play, and it's eight to six. Inside, Schofield takes the dish from Youngblood, and he lays it up and in. 10-6, Trailblazers lead it. That's Hunter already two for two and one and two for the line. He's got an early five. That's a, a, a nice start for him from the field. They're going to have Dancer some space on the other end. He misses that three-pointer badly. And Hunter Schofield the rebound. And Pagenkopf quickly ahead to Youngblood, who snuck out in front of everyone, and he lays it in. 
12-6, Trailblazers lead it. 15-15 to go in the first. Defend, rebound, run. That time, Mesa did not give back, and a great pass to Dason, who finishes. They'll go inside to Richardson. Two Trailblazers go for the steal. They both miss, and Richardson lays it up and in. He's got five, but they go quickly up the floor again to the Trailblazers. Ahead to Schofield, and he'll lay it in. Yeah, as good as Richardson looks on the offensive end, he did not get back in time. Schofield outraced him, and another easy bucket, more points in the paint, which is a huge key tonight for Coach Judkins. 14-8, Trailblazers a six-point lead, and we are literally sprinting up and down the floor inside the Burns Arena. I shouldn't say we, it's the players. Us broadcasters are pretty stationary here. Dancer on the left wing, jump step into the lane, leaning, can't get the finger roll to go. Dixie State has the rebound, a pagan cop up the right side. Slow up past the young blood right corner. Dason, top of the key to Hunter Schofield. Now Andre Wilson. Wilson, left wing, couple of dribbles. And it's stripped out of his hands and it goes out of bounds. Dixie State gonna maintain the possession. Boy, Peterson stripped it out of his hands and everybody lost it. Nobody knew where it was. And it goes out of bounds and Dixie State will still have it. You know, good patience there by Wilson, but good poke away. And it just kind of floated it's, through the air. I don't think anybody everyone, saw it. Where, where is it going? 13 seconds to shoot for the Trailblazers. Bounce it from Youngblood to Schofield, and Hunter will lay it up and in. He's got nine points in the first six minutes. And I think they've scored now on the same inbounds baseline as when Pagenkoff had that helper earlier. I think that looked like the same play. 16 to eight, the Trailblazers lead it with 13.58 to go, first, first half. Nuno harassed by Youngblood. Entry pass right side to Richardson. Richardson double teamed, Youngblood helping. He's able to fight through it. They're gonna call a foul. And they're gonna give him the continuation. A little late there, but. Youngblood gonna get called for the foul. Boy, it looked like the hack happened and then there was a complete pivot. 180 and then the layup. I'd love to see this one again. That's some NBA continuation. The ball's tied up, little bump there. Brings the ball down and goes back up. Look pretty clean. Tough call there, but you got to play through yeah. it. He lays it up in it. He gets the free throw to go. 16 to 11. Trailblazers, a five-point lead, and it's been two conventional three-point plays. Chatwin the other way for three for Dixie State. No, Youngblood fighting for the rebound. He tips it out, and Colorado Mesa has it. That's a, big, to 11. that's a big three-point play for Richardson. Holy <laughs> cow. He's come off the bench eight minutes already, three for three, plus perfect from the line. He's been sensational. Solid player. He's, he's definitely going to be a handful for Dixie. Skinner. Skip pass to Virk. Virk has got it. Virk 6'8", 260. To the left side, three on the way from Peterson. It clangs out. Dixie State has the rebound. Youngblood up the left side, center of the floor. Hesitates. Now to Jacob Nichols, just checked in for the Trailblazers. He's been a spark plug lately. He'll go pick and roll. Nichols inside, can't get the layup to go. A good look. Frank Stain saying, man, I had the assist. Here comes Colorado Mesa. Yeah, I'd like to see him use that left hand instead, trying to use that right hand from the left side. And Nichols going to get a steal the other way as they try to go inside to Richardson again. Youngblood to the left corner. Stain, catch and shoot three. Too much on it. And Michael Skinner goes up high and pulls it down for the Mavericks. Skinner will push it across the timeline, loses, and is stolen away by Youngblood. Youngblood loses his footing and throws it ahead to Cameron Chatwood. We are wild and out of control here inside the Burns Arena. 
16 to 11. Trailblazers by five. Probably more the tempo that Mesa wants right now. You're going to see maybe a little more patient set here by Dixie State. Chatwin. And off to Wilson. Wilson hesitates, then drives inside and lays it up and in. I think he wanted to pass, and inside was so wide open, drove inside and laid it off the window. Yeah, excellent, excellent hesitation. You described it perfectly. Froze the defense and then continued on to lay it with a little kiss off the glass. 18 to 11, Trailblazers by seven. Inside Richardson, he'll catch, pump fake, and then lay it in. Boy, Ethan Richardson. Doing breath work. of fresh air Big. for this Colorado Mesa squad, keeping him in it. Big bucket after big bucket since entering this game. Dixie State's got to start doubling him, I think. He's got eight already. Youngblood will drive inside a teardrop floater just over the edge of the front iron, and he gets it to go. Both teams converting at a high level right now. Well, that's what you want. You want your point guard to get real deep into that offense, penetrate a little bit. It provides a lot more options for offense. We're under 12, so a timeout coming on the next whistle. 11-20 remaining. 20-13, Dixie State the lead, and a whistle and a foul against Youngblood trying to fight through a screen. And that'll take us to the under 12 media timeout. 11-19 to go, Dixie State 20, Colorado Mesa 13. The one-minute timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Team to go. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Trailblazers a 20-13 lead. Dason Youngblood just picked up his second foul, and that's big. I mean, tough, you, those you are got, both You want Dason and or Jack Pagankoff on the floor as much as you can, and they're both pretty close calls. Well, I was talking to Judkins earlier today, and he said, I got to have one of those two on the court yeah. at all times. That's why they're two of the, the league leader, well, and really the team leaders in minutes play, and so, and those are tough calls against Dason. Out of the timeout, here's Dancer. Colorado Mason with possession. He stayed a seven-point lead, small. Will fire away, straightaway three-pointer, no. Ball tapped around, Nichols gonna save it in. He stepped on the end line and then crashes into the scorer's table. Well, not the media table, really, at the south end of the arena. And he'll jog back in. He really hit the table hard, he loves his man. hustle. But man, it, the table was definitely in position, took a charge. He's already got the right leg taped up a little bit from a similar collision in practice last week. I'll tell you what, if you're going to crash into the scores table, the, the Boulevard mattress is right there. Yeah, well, he missed the mattress. Nuno inside will get it to go. 15-foot jumper, his first bucket of the night. You don't want to get him going. Well, he's eighth in the conference of scoring, and, you know, he can play one through five. He, yeah, they yeah. use him in so many different ways, and that time showing you his slash and finish ability. Wilson inside to Schofield to Stain, and it's stripped away, and here's Dancer ahead of everybody, and he'll lay it up and in. And he lost his footing when he went down. Maybe trying to slip or, or maybe trying to draw a foul, maybe. Nichols bouncing inside. Hunter Schofield, two-hand thump on the dish from Jacob Nichols. 22-17. Dixie State by five, and Schofield has 11. It's a great interior pass right there. That's a point guard knowing where his big guy is going to be and getting the ball perfect timing. Nuno. Pump fake, then fires away. Missed it. And the offensive rebound to Ethan Menzies. 
And after that, Stain's going to tie the ball up. And they get a jump ball call, then it's going back the other way. Coach DeGeorge looking out and saying, was there a little arm on that, maybe, maybe? Maybe, yeah, but official quickly jumped it up. And, you know, the hands part of the ball, we'd have to yeah. see it in slow-mo to really be precise. He's got to go with the official on that one, give him the benefit of the doubt. We are halfway through the first half. 9-55 to remaining inside the Burns Arena. Leighton Parker just checked in for the Trailblazers. Jared Green back in as well. And a foul underneath the basket. I believe they're going to get Tommy Nuno as he forced Jared Green out of bounds underneath the bucket. That'll be his second. Yeah, that's the only thing really. A little bit of a foul situation starting to emerge for Dixie State. But right now Mesa just two fouls. Everybody's going to line it up on the right side of the paint. And here we go. Into Stain. Stain back to Pagankoff right corner. The Hunter Schofield will swing it to Parker. Parker pick and roll with Schofield. The pass was too high, and it's stolen away. That ball hung up there for too long. And either, otherwise, Hunter would have had maybe another dunk. On our base of the steal. Turnover number three for Dixie State. Burke. To Jared Small, Centennial, Colorado. Small hesitates. Skip pass. Dancer puts the ball on the floor, penetrates, high off the window, couldn't get it to fall, but guess who? Ethan Richardson there to clean it up and to put back off the window. 22-19, Dixie State lead is down to three. Yeah, he's got a game high 12 now, and he is perfect from the field. Pagankoff, good dish inside. Jared Green couldn't get the short one to go. Frank Stain, offensive rebound. One dribble, oh. shot is blocked by Small, but it goes back to Dixie State. Parker for three straight away, off the right side. Jared Green, offensive rebound. Trailblazers reset again. Pagankoff, three-point land straight away. Hesitates, puts the defender to sleep, drives inside, missed the layup short, and the rebound is Skinner. Dixie's really got to convert on those four to six-foot jumpers. They're doing a great job of getting good position, just not converting on those little chip shots. Pagankoff will get a tip on out of bounds on the way back up the floor. 8.27 to go, first half. Dixie State a 22-19 lead. Yeah, and they're shooting 10 to 18 from the field. 55% from the Trailblazers, yet you almost feel like they yeah, missed something they should have had. On the flip side, 44%, 8 to 18 for the Mavericks. Here's Skinner. Three-point land right side into the corner. Small for three on the way. Too strong. And Dixie State the rebound. 0 for 5 of the Mavericks from beyond the arc. Pagankoff. Whipping it to Parker. Pump fake right wing. Gets a defender off his feet. Will pass it to Green. Green to Pagankoff. Straight away three. Bang! Hey, give up a good three. Get it back to Jack. And Jack gets maybe a little better look. I thought Leighton could have took that yeah. original three, but unselfish play there. That was a great decision there by Leighton Parker. Just extended the defense just a little bit to create that open shot. Whistle and a foul the other way. It's Pagankoff picking up the foul. That'll bring us to the under eight. 7.41 remaining. Dixie State at 25-19 advantage, the 60-second timeout and back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 
inside the Burns Arena. If you want to talk about the battle inside the battle, how about it's the post players? Hunter Schofield, 11 points for the Trailblazers. He's 5 of 5 from the field. On the other side, Ethan Richardson has 12 points for the Mavericks. He's 5 for 5 as well. That is definitely tonight's battle between the battle tonight inside yeah, the battle. They're definitely getting after it. And what's interesting is where where those two are getting their points. So when, when you look at points in, in the paint, uh, Colorado Mace is definitely dominating the points in the paint. Hunter Schofield is definitely getting his points, but they're mid-range jumpers and outside. Mavericks with possession out of the timeout. Small is tied up by Leighton Parker, and the alternate arrow should keep it here. Dixie State had the last jump ball. 16 fouls called against Dixie State in the first half, just two against Colorado Mesa. So the Mavericks will have free throws from here on out, at least one free throw until they get 10 in the double ball point lead. Pagankoff inside to Jared Green, his shot blocked at the bucket. And here come the Mavericks. With seven minutes remaining, first half, Dixie State 55% from the field, Colorado Mesa 40%. And yet, just a four-point lead for the Trailblazers. Richardson inside. No. Frank staying the rebound. The one-handed rebound again. And they're trying to work the offense through Richardson. That time, tough little mid-range jumper doesn't get it. Speaking of mid-range jumpers, Pagankoff will try one left side. It rims out. Loop-de-loop -loop and popped out. And here come the Mavericks after the rebound from Colton Peterson. Over to Small. Small working inside. Did he travel? Travel. Dixie State will get it back. 6.24 remaining. Take another look at it on our replay monitor. And he stopped. Definitely shuffled the feet again before he went back up. And now the official warning, Coach Jenkins, of a flop. Don't flop, he said. There's an emphasis there. Yeah. Was that Jack? Jack picked it up. Did he say number 10? Yep. You get a warning. And then it's essentially the same as a delay of game technical after that. Trailblazers with possession, 6.13 to go. Pagankoff, what a pass inside of Schofield, a no-look pass. Threads the needle and Hunter scores. He's got 13. Four helpers, and that might be the sweetest of the yeah. night. The other ones were on pretty easy inbounds passes. Yeah. That one was the touch over the top on the hands. 27-21, Dixie State by six. With 5.50 remaining. Skinner looking inside, decides against the pass inside. Instead, he'll give to Menzies. And Menzies travel. Back-to-back -back travels called against Colorado Mesa. Yeah, seven turnovers for the Mavericks, just three for the Trailblazers. So uh, Dixie State enforcing some, and not they're pretty stingy, not giving up too many extra possessions to Colorado Mesa right now. And that's what we talked about in the keys. You got to you know take care of the basketball in this situation in a game like this. Two good teams. 27-21. Dixie State a six-point lead. Trying to make it eight or nine here. Stain driving inside, slips and falls as he was getting ready to dish it off and turns it over. Skinner the other way for the Mavericks. Right wing, jump step into the lane, he traveled. Well, he's a strong, versatile guard. He's looking to attack, attack, attack. He got to the middle there and just kind of indecisive, and they catch him with the walk. About time for Dixie to convert here offensively. It's been a few possessions where they haven't been able to get their offense flowing and get a good look at the basket. Chatwin, Frank Stain, 
on the angle left side. They'll work it back to the right side. Pagenkopf to Wilson. Wilson bounces inside. Hunter Schofield is having himself a night. 13 points now for Schofield. Well, they've needed it. He's kind of matching Richardson on the offensive end right now. Richardson's got 14. He's got 13. The bigs, the battle of the bigs is for real tonight, boys. And make that 15. I misspoke. And a foul against Dixie State. You're right. He's 7 for 7 from seven the field. 7 for 7 from the field with a free and... 1 or 2 from the line. Yep, 1 or 2 from the line. And a foul against Chatwin. And it's 1 and 1 for the Mavericks. Well, it's all about patience for the Dixie State offense. When they're patient and they move the ball side to side, Colorado Mesa, they're having a hard time getting through screens. They're having a hard time rotating. And Hunter Schofield's finding himself wide open. If they can keep staying patient and looking for him rolling and finding those open gaps in the defense, they'll continue to, to score at will. Small going to come back into the game for the Mavericks. Clay Burke will get a breather. Tommy Nuno also waiting to get back in. And a little smaller lineup on the court right now for Coach Judkins. You got Schofield at 6'8", Nichols at 6'5", and then you got three guards virtually out there. Dancer leading at free throw percentage on the team. Almost 81% makes the first. He'll get one more. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, Devin, because last week, the last six minutes of the game for Dixie State, Judkins went with a very small lineup. You wonder if that was to prepare a little bit uh, for tonight's matchup. Yeah, Wilson, I mean, Wilson going to play a ton of minutes for you, but it's only about 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. Both free throws good for the Mavericks, and it's a 29-23 Dixie State lead. Tommy Nuno back in for CMU. Pagenkopf, pick and roll with Nichols, couldn't get it to him. Jack, top of the key, Schofield, three straight away, no. Hunter, or Jacob Nichols, offensive rebound, and he puts it back in over his shoulder and out the window and in. Picking up, taking out the trash. I love it. And Nichols, right place, right time. That was kind of a tough up and flip shot off the window, too. And he's going to get a block on the other end as he blocks Menzies from behind. And here come the Trailblazers. Jack, deep three. No. And Nichols goes up and ties it up. And it's going to be a jump ball. Arrow will stay with Dixie State. So that's essentially another offensive rebound for Jacob Nichols and really Dixie State crashing the glass, Mike. I mean, they're getting after it. There's a couple Mavericks there. Nichols goes in between them, yeah. says, my ball, I got every right to go get this thing. And he's just fighting hard. They're getting those loose balls, those 50-50 balls like that. The hustle plays. And a whistle a foul before the inbounds pass. They'll go against Jared Small, just the third team foul against Colorado Mesa through the first 16 minutes. Hagan got the trigger, baseline left. Skinner standing in front of him. He'll find Parker in the left corner. Quickly to Nichols. Nichols stops the dribble. Baseline left side, and then it's stripped away by Michael Skinner. Skinner pushes it ahead of everybody. When is Mesa going to get a three? They're 0 for 6 so far in this first half. There's 345 left in the, the first half. Nuno, left corner to David Rico. Rico to Nuno. Nuno. Half cut off by Leighton Parker. Shot clock down to 10. Double team now as Nichols comes out to help. They pass out of it to Skinner. Skinner skip pass to Small. Five to shoot. Four to shoot. Into the lane. Hanging and hits with the left. Just tosses it up off the window and it goes in. Yeah, and he had to be careful there not to really extend that arm because he was in a position where they could have called an offensive foul, but I think he did a pretty good job of just going with the left hand and finishing nicely. 31-25 and a whistle and a foul against Colorado Mesa. 
That will be David Rico picking up the foul and bringing us to their under four media timeout. 3.14 to go until the halftime break. Dixie State 31, Colorado Mesa 25 on your Camping World scoreboard. The one-minute timeout in back of the Burns on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 14 to go, Dixie State, the 31-25 lead and the possession out of the timeout. Quick stat check, 53% from the field for Dixie State, 28% from downtown. Meanwhile, Colorado Mesa, 39% from the field, but 0 for 6 from downtown. And a steal for Small off the inbounds pass. Euro step into the lane, will score it. The steal and the score on the other end for Jared Small, and it's a four-point Dixie State lead. 31-27, three minutes even until halftime. Yeah, this Maverick team ain't going away. They're not going to back down. You're going to have to put you know, two halves together to beat them. Wilson. The whistle rings out as he drives inside, and it will be Jared Small picking up the foul. Now five team fouls against Colorado Mesa. And just like that, Ethan Richardson and Clay Verk come back into the game for the Mavericks. I think I might have seen Richardson leave a Superman cape on the bench. Yeah. Good player. Impressive. I, I'm impressed with him, guys. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's really been dominant so far in the paint. Kick ball by Tommy Nuno. And Dixie State will maintain the possession. At least on the offensive end. Yes. And the same can be said about Hunter Schofield. I mean, he, he's 7 for 8, 15 points. Those guys are just battling. 2.45 remaining, Dixie State, 31-27 lead. Here's Pagankoff. Almost had his pass stolen, but Nichols able to chase it down to Parker. 10 to shoot into the left corner. Wilson with seven to shoot. Pagankoff, left corner, five to shoot. Screen from Nichols. Jack pulls up straight away, too short, and the rebound to Nuno. And then a foul against Jacob Nichols as Nichols and Nuno get their legs tangled up on the way back up the floor. And that'll send Tommy Nuno to the free throw line. Well, that's, that's a big swap right there. I mean, that, that shot by Jack Pagenkopf, he misses that. Then that quick foul sends them to the line. That's a big swing. Dick, Dixie could be up 34-27. You know, uh, they could be, this could be a two-point, or a, yeah, two-point game. Jason Youngblood will check in for Jack Pagenkopf. And Josh Newbold gonna come in and give Nichols a breather. Nuno to the line for one and one, and he missed the first free throw. He left it short. Newbold snares the rebound. Here's Youngblood surveying his option. Gets inside, hangs and hits over the six foot ten Richardson, a floater, and it's 33-27 for Dixie State. Much needed bucket for Dixie State. Now they just rely on their defense to get him through this half. Nuno to the left corner. Rico for three. Too strong off the back iron. Dixie State the rebound. It's Youngblood was trapped on the bench with two fouls, and he's come in and misses that layup as he got inside on the right. And then Nuno travels. As everybody was clearing, he did take that floor. one extra step. Well, it was like the ball when it bounced up. He, he lost it for a minute. Yep, and it just... It tripped. 
It, it almost like he was preventing himself from maybe rolling that ankle. Oh, he, he didn't expect Josh Newbold to be that to close be to him. Kind of caught him off guard, rattled him a little. Inbound pass, Parker, catch and shoot, three! It's up and in for Leighton Parker for the left wing. And just like that, a nine-point lead. Oh, green light special right there, nothing but twine. Beautiful rotation out of the hand. Skinner inside to Richardson. One more pass to Virk. Virk working inside. His shot, no. He's looking for a foul. Doesn't get it. Dixie State, the rebound. Youngblood crossing over. Left elbow jumper. Dies on the back iron and crawls over the backboard. Well, Dacey started this game three for three. and so He missed that land in the previous trip and then that jumper cooling off just a little bit. But I like the aggressiveness in Dacey Youngblood. That's not a bad shot. That's a no. very makeable elbow jumper. Yeah, it's a, it's, he's having that remember me moment, right? I mean, he started off so well and then he got handcuffed with some foul comes back into the game, wants to pick up right where he left off. You love his aggressiveness. He's taking good shots, just not falling. 114 to go until halftime. Here's Skinner, loses, regains, and passes inside to a wide-open Richardson, and he'll flush it home with two hands. Oh, the big fella. He snapped that breakaway rim with some power. 36-29. Trailblazers by seven. Pagan comp to Schofield. will bounce into Newbold. One dribble. And leap and lean up and under. Yes, it goes. They're going to count the basket. Whistles ring out at the end, and a foul will go against Dixie State. Was it Nuno that hit the deck, or was it Skinner? Well, you're going to see just a beautiful up and under. He takes that big step baseline, wrap around reverse, and then Parker kind of clearing out on Nuno. And that should be 10, 10 fouls, so that's two shots. Yep. Yeah, Leighton didn't need to really do that. Maybe a little bit frustrated, maybe a little John going on, I'm not yeah. sure, but he kind of he, he definitely kind of grabbed him and kind of tried to throw him back out of the way so he can get in position if that ball missed. And Nuno, an 80% free throw shooter coming into tonight, has missed his first two free throw attempts. He'll have one more. On the way and in. Just like that, Small will check in for Nuno. 38-30, eight-point Dixie State lead, 50.6 seconds remaining. Pagan Koff to Wilson. Wilson back to Jack. Jack, got to throw it away. Looking for somebody inside. Nobody was there except Michael Skinner. Mavericks have another steal into the left corner, Dancer. Pump fake, drives the end line, skip pass into the right corner. Here comes Virk. Virk stopped at the right block. Out to Small. Small drives inside. The runner banked it, scored it. 38-32. Dixie State has it. 18 ticks remaining. Shot clock is off. Well, they'll wait for the last shot here. Jack Pagenkoff getting the call in. Dixie will look to have the last possession of the half. Look for them to make a move in about six seconds. Seven and six, and here comes Jack to the left side. Whipping it to Newbold for three, straight away. Bang! Josh Newbold up and in to end the half, and Dixie State will take the nine-point lead into the halftime break. 41-32, Josh Newbold coming in, putting in some big minutes down the stretch. We love that pick and pop there. Jack Pagenkoff came off the screen. Colorado Mesa looking for him to drive, but Josh Newbold with the pick and pop three-pointer at the top of the key. Nine-point lead for the Trailblazers, 41-32. They lead it 54% for the field for Dixie State in the first half, 18 of 33, four of nine from downtown. Meanwhile, Colorado Mesa, 12 of 28 for the field, 42% there, and 0 for seven.
from the field after going 18 of 23 against Fort Lewis Saturday night. Let's take a look at our first half highlights before we go to break. And there was a lot of them for Dixie State. And it was Frank Stain starting things off for the Trailblazers, splashing it home from the right corner. And then it turned in to the inside the paint show. Jared Green getting one there. It was Hunter Schofield and Dacent Youngblood early sharing the ball. It was classic Coach Judkins basketball early on. And like I said, with their patience was so good. When, when they were patient and executing their offense and really forcing Colorado Mason to go through some screens, they were very good. And getting out in front of everybody and scoring early and really adjusting this Colorado Mason defense to stay awake. There's Andre Wilson getting in for the bucket. Yeah, and everybody contributed. Yeah. Jack had an early three, knocked it down. You know, got it back after some unselfish. And then Jack with a beautiful dime. Probably the yes. best pass he made in that entire first half. Schofield, two of his 15. And then look at that, Jason Youngblood. Did he use glass or not? I couldn't tell. It went down. It was beautiful. Parker for three from the left wing. Knocks it in. He's getting involved in the offense. And how about Josh Newbold? Right before the halftime break, he splashes it home. And the Trailblazers with the nine-point lead. Let's continue to break this down as we just segue right into our halftime report. Devin, what, what did you see? I mean, you look at the stat sheet, Dixie State shooting the ball well. Uh, only two free throws for the Trailblazers. So that's probably one thing Coach Judkins will go and say, hey, we got to get to the free throw line more. I know, you know, we didn't get many calls in that first half early in the early going. We got to shoot more free throws in the second half. When I'm looking at that, you know, seven turnovers is probably too many, but really, otherwise, a really good half for Dixie State. Yeah, seven seems maybe one or two too many, but you force nine, so you'll live with that. 0 for seven for the Mavericks from outside surprised me after 18 makes out of 23 last time they played. A couple days, you know, and they probably didn't just want to come in and hoist because you're not going to shoot 18 for 23 all the time, but I'm sure probably a little bit disappointed they couldn't get one or two to drop from outside. You know, you get a couple triples to fall out of seven attempts, and you're a lot closer at the half. That's right. I think the statistic that really speaks to that is the assist. Dixie's shelling out 14 assists to Colorado Mesa's five. So Dixie doing a good job of sharing the basketball. Colorado Mesa coming down, in, and some of those shots are just... They're not high percentage shots, uh, but they're definitely shots that they can knock down in the second half. Look at it, Dixie State four threes, Colorado Mesa no threes in a nine point game. That, that's kind of the lead because everything else is pretty even. Rebounds are even at 16 apiece. You look inside, points in the paint are pretty close. Points off turnovers are pretty close. Colorado Mesa with seven second chance points. I mean, really, you, you're looking at that right now. Dixie State sharing the ball finding good buckets and then just making a couple three-point shots and that's the difference right now. Yeah, but both coaches are going to have to take a look at the big man and they put on a show. Ethan Richardson 6-7, 4-4 from the line so you can't just put him on the line. You can't go hack-a-shack on him because he, he didn't miss. I mean, and 16 points. They're going to have to adjust on how they're defending him and then obviously the other guy on the other side for your old trailblazers, Hunter Schofield. I mean, had that one dunk. You know, he's not, he, he's not scared to take a three. They've got to do a better job on the pick and roll situation. It didn't, it wasn't only Schofield, but he, he led him obviously in the scoring. But those two guys are definitely causing some problems for the defense. Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, you got Hunter on one side, Richardson comes in at the big man, just, just going at it the first 10 minutes of the game. Have you ever seen anything like that? It was fantastic, it was fun. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know it's a game plan. Both teams going to try to attack the paint and, and doing a very good job. Right now, points in the paint, Dixie leads 28-24. That is a, an epic battle there between the two big guys. 
You know, and the, the Mavericks bench actually outscoring Dixie State 16 to 12. A little bit of a surprise because we've seen Dixie State's bench be tremendous. We got to remember Richardson came off the bench. So those are all on him. So other than that, nobody on the Mavericks bench hurt you whatsoever, and yet you still got 12. So slow him down. Uh, obviously, Mason could get the three ball going in the second half. I thought Jared Small did a nice job for the Mavericks in a supporting role there. Three of five, six points. Had a couple of, you know, had a rebound and two blocks and a steal. So he had a nice little balanced box score in that first half. And then I thought Jason Youngblood did a really nice job in that supporting role there, going three for five in the first half. Those guys stood out as well as the two bigs that we previously mentioned. It's our 7-0 Jewelers halftime report. Let's do this. Let's take our halftime break. Take a five-minute timeout, then we'll come back and we'll continue to break this thing down and look ahead to the second half and see what Dixie State has got to do to wrap this thing up and get win number 15 on the season. Five-minute time timeout and back with more 7 Oaks Steelers Halftime Report. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Trailblazers get 55% from the field, 54% from the field in the first half. And, and we went through all the stats before uh, before the break, and, and they're pretty even, other than the difference between Dixie State with four three-point shots, Colorado Mesa uh, not converting it. You know, if they convert a couple more of those threes, the shooting percentages are probably right around the same thing. And, uh, you know, it's been a pretty even performance in, in Colorado Mesa. You know they're a team that they can score points in a hurry. They average over 80 points per game. So for Dixie State to hold them to 32 at the half, if they duplicate that performance, not only is Dixie State doing what they want to do offensively, but defensively, I think that maybe that's one thing we haven't talked about you know, as much. And then I know that the shots aren't falling, but if Dixie State can repeat that performance defensively and you know Colorado Mesa pacing for 64 or 65 points, that's almost 20 points under their season average. So they got to continue to get the job done defensively as well. And the big difference in offensive philosophies was on display. I mean, you know, they want to rely on the three and then drive and dish. Meanwhile, Dixie State more free-flowing. They're running more pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, and then they're reversing the ball a lot. And, and 14 assists for Dixie State to five just jumps out at me, like you mentioned earlier, Ols. I mean, that's a huge, huge stat that Coach Judkins' teams, as long as I've been around watching even when he was at snow college mike i mean he loves playing unselfish basketball and i thought that was really on display in that first half and, and you know he wasn't happy last friday night with the defensive effort <laughs> and they got the win going away rather easily but i think holding this mesa team to 32 i think I, that's acceptable yeah. uh, in, in that first half i know he would love to have kept him in the 20s if possible but uh, i think other than richardson nobody else really hurt the trailblazers on that end of the floor if they can duplicate that effort defensively the second half, they'll get some things going offensively. But I, I think that's the recipe for that success in the first half started on the defensive right. end and carried over the offense. And they did shoot 54% from yeah, the field. And, and four out of nine, you know, that's good. It's 44%. I think you'll take that all night. I thought their shot selection was really good. And then the points in the paint was, was nice. 28 points in the paint. I mean... Again, Richardson had all his points in the paint, and, and Mesa was still 24 points. It was a lot of plays down low, and, and we'll probably see more of that based on the way Schofield and Richardson played in that first half. Trailblazers a 41-32 lead at the half. It's a, 
It's a game featuring two teams. Mavericks riding a four-game win streak, and they've won 12 of their last 15. And Dixie State uh, on a new three-game win streak after winning their first 10 and then losing three out of four. And it was two good teams tonight. You know, something's got to give. And in a team like that, in a game like that, Dixie State wins the first half. We're about to see who's going to win the second half. And well, you know, and historically, Carrick. Coach John Judkins' teams have been better second-half teams. Yes. I mean, that 10-0 start was great. You plateaued there, reached all the way up to number six in the rankings. And right now, Dixie State 23rd in the latest poll. But it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And Juddy preaches that all season long. Well, you can attest to that. You watch these, these first four minutes, is going to tell us a lot, guys. Defensively, how they're going to rotate. Offensively, will they keep going through Hunter Schofield? Who's going to step up and be that second option? But look for an exciting second half of basketball. And as always, Juddy wants some kills. He wants three yep. stops in a row, yep. uh, especially right now with a comfortable lead. It's not a safe lead, but it's a comfortable lead on your home court. You keep getting some kills. You know, you get three or four kills in the second half, and you keep shooting the way you are and defending with some aggressiveness. They're going to be, you know, in position to seal this at the end of the game. But I expect the Mavericks to shoot better in the second half. Yeah. Well, well, the X factor in this thing is the Burns Arena crowd, right? If they can get some excited, maybe a dunk couple back-to-back three-pointers get this place rolling and, and that'll be the difference and still that momentum and keep it that'll be huge for the Trailblazers. 20 minutes up on the second half clock both teams going back to the original starters so for Dixie State it'll be Pagan and Young Youngblood, Stain, Schofield and Green and for the Mavericks it'll be Skinner, Nuno, Dancer, Menzies and Small. And watch on offense for Mesa how Dixie State defends the ball screens, especially when Richardson comes into the game. That's something they'll probably adjust in the second half. Dixie State going to pick Colorado Mesa up at half court, try to force a trap. They'll pass out of it. Small left corner, three on the way and in. The first three of the game is up and in for the Trailblazers, or excuse me, for the Mavericks. Yeah, and just too easy to make that pass to the corner. And then a travel the other way. Brent Stain travels. And here we go, 41-35, not 20 seconds in to the second half of the Mavericks already with some early momentum. Yeah, that's a, that's a lackadaisical start for Dixie State, no question. Skinner to Dancer. Dancer holding right wing to Nuno, three-point land straight away. Picked up by Pagankoff. He's backing in on Jack, fades away. Right hand shot off the window and in, and he can do that. He can shoot it from outside, he can drive it, score it, he can post you up. He can score just about any way, and it's 41-37. Dixie State lead quickly, trimmed down to four. Pagankoff, right wing. 19.05 remaining. Backdoor look for Youngblood. Catches, pump fake, missed the layup, tip put back Jared Green up and in. There we go, that's Dixie State offense. Wait for the ball to get reversed. Right there, Jared Green doing a good job of getting to that spot where you can get that entry pass. Nuno to Skinner to Small. Thought about a three left corner, but Schofield closes out at him. Instead, he gets inside and misses the runner. Ball is loose and off of the hands of Ethan Menzies and into the Colorado Mesa bench. Dixie State will have it back. Yeah, just couldn't secure Count it that. as a stop, right? Yep. 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 Count it. Couldn't secure it. Missed that first shot. And that's a good look for Smalls right there, attacking the rim and then it was almost like they were, you know, set, set, trying to get a spike. Never could get the spike. 43-37, Dixie State by six. Trying to counter the 5-0 run that Colorado Mesa opened with. Chatwin, travel. Did a pump fake. Defender left his feet. I was Judkins arguing that the pivot foot never left the floor. We'll see for sure here. It's close. 
It just looked funny. You know, yeah. anytime it looks funny like that, the officials are going to get that. Skinner into the paint, stops the dribble. To Nuno, catches top of the key, drives to the left. We'll give back to Skinner, short corner left side. Now it's Nuno backing in on Jack, baseline left side. Leaning in against him, and he'll get an offensive foul called, and it's going to go against Nuno. The Dixie State coach is asking for it, and they get the call. Another stop for the Dixie State defense. Yeah, they're going to have to win it on that end. There's no question. And, and you can watch Nuno just kind of, just that extra little bully bounce down in there to Jack Pagenkoff and caught the whistle. And that same official's been, he's been pretty, you know, calling call everything, it feels like, in this game. So you got to adjust as a player if he's going to call it tight. And Chatwin gets called for another travel. He caught it in the, the left block, faked left and spun back to the right. Cam's trying too hard, isn't he, guys? called for travel. Like, they kind of yeah. the rope-a-dope kind yeah. of pulled, pulled the oh, chair out. pulled the chair out, yep. Yeah. But, but I feel like Cam just hasn't got in, let the game come to him yet tonight. Got two fouls and, and just hasn't ever caught rhythm. Play Burke into the game for the Mavericks. Small, right wing three on the way. It's short, Pagankoff tips it to Chatwin. And Chatwin hands it right back off to Jack. Jack to Chatwin. Back to Pagankoff. The perimeter right side, swinging to Youngblood. Youngblood slicing through the lane from right to left. Missed the runner, grabbed his own rebound. Gifted to Pagankoff, the Trailblazers will reset. Shot clock, I guess the, they say the shot never hit iron. So the shot clock did not reset. Pagankoff inside looking for Chatwin. Five to shoot, got to put one up, and Chatwin going to get it to go. Flicks it up off the window, gets some English on it, and spins in. And that's big for him. He needed a bucket like that, get the confidence back up, because he's a valuable asset on this team. 45-37 at Dixie State. Can't quite get a steal the other way. Cameron Chatwin almost had a steal. You see the effort intensify on the defensive end as well after getting a bucket. Just a, a team guy, Cameron Chatwin. Got to know him a little bit. I love his energy he brings. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he would have ran through the score table if the audience could have got to it. 45-37. Well, the shot clock over there. The scoreboard, I meant to say. 18 to shoot for the Mavericks. Plenty of time. Here's Small. Stops on it. Back out to Dancer. Dancer with 10 to shoot. Driving right. A runner is short, and Pagankoff gets the rebound. That time, Chatwin tipped it, and Jack took the rebound. Pass to Youngblood. Right corner, passes the baseline to Stain. Kicks it back out. Chatwin for three. It's up and in. The swish. And the Trailblazers, their first double-digit lead of the night at 48-37. Uh, I just love that extra pass from Frank Stain. Your freshman out there. Giving up a shot, could have put it on the bounce. Instead, he finds Chatwin, who just made a bucket, kind of getting some confidence, and then Chat knocks it down. Big three. 48-37, Dixie State, an 11-point lead. Clay driving inside, and he just put an elbow into Hunter Schofield. They're going to call the foul. Mason looked like there was some contact up there. They're going to get the foul call. Schofield goes to the other end, having drawn the charge. Would love to see that one again. Chatwin had just tried to draw the charge. And it wasn't quite. So it was contact below the shoulders from down here. It looked like they might have got him up high. But I, I think Schofield did a good job selling yeah. that. And Dixie State got worn on a flop earlier in the half by Pagankov. But there was contact, though. So, But I think he embellished it a little bit. And a kick ball will take us to the media timeout. 15-55 to go. Trailblazers lead it 48-37 and take the 60-second time out of comeback to the Burns of the Trailblazer Basketball Network. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Talk about the first four minutes. Dixie State able to bounce back and win that first four minutes. Now we enter the next critical four-minute stanza. Youngblood, right wing, passing the end line, left corner three. Frank Stain, no. And Dancer going to reach out and grab the rebound with one hand. Mavericks with it. Skinner. Offensive foul. Moving screen, and Richardson holding his hands out. Only his first, though. Yeah, it's called for his first. He's back into the game. It's, it's interesting. They let that ride out until that first media timeout, and then they bring him in. Richardson with 16 first-half points. He's back in for this Maverick squad, but Dixie State has the possession. Schofield driving inside, and he tries to get it up and under the arm of Clay Burke and missed badly, but Colorado Mason will turn it over on the way back up the floor. Well, Coach Yudkin's talking about that patience again. You know, that, that's not Hunter Schofield's shot. If he's just a little bit more patient, he'll, it'll come to him. But that turnover really hurts Colorado Mason, giving Dixie an extra possession up 11. Now Richardson expecting Dancer to be ready for that pass. Dancer didn't see it coming. Danced right over. There you go. 48-37, 11-point Dixie State lead. Here's Paganikoff. Youngblood now to Stain. Stain, entry pass to Chatwin, right block. Blocked off to Schofield. 15-footer, right side, rims out. Frank Stane in the offensive rebound. Puts the ball on the floor. A runner with the right hand up and in for the baseline left. 50-37, to 37. Dixie State a 13-point lead. Yeah, five now for Frank, but did a little bit of everything right there. Got the offensive rebound, made a great move, and got that baseline floater to fall. Whistle on a foul the other way. Youngblood will pick up the foul. That'll be his third. And with that, Andre Wilson up off the bench, likely for Dayson. How about Frank Stain leading the team in rebounding right now? Yeah. He's got five points, five rebounds. And, and that's been the challenge from Coach Judkins and, and this team to say, look, you've got the size and length. We need you to rebound. 50 to 37. Dixie State by 13. Here's Burke, and this time he obliterates Hunter Schofield, and it's going to be a block. Maybe all things even out in the end. That one. He dropped the shoulder and ran over Hunter Schofield. Toughest call in basketball. <laughs> like a fullback. Watch the official. I think he was indecisive because he was moving, and it felt like a charge, yeah. but he was moving. He was moving. And so I think he actually got a right to the dismay of the crowd. But credit Hunter. Sometimes when they put the shoulder in, if you're moving, they'll give you that yeah. call. Yeah. That's the surprising thing about it. Off the inbounds pass. Nuno can't get it to go on the right side. And Dixie State the rebound. So no harm done. 50 to 37. Schofield inside. Frank Stain will score it. What a look from your big man. Hunter Schofield can do it all. Frank Stain lays it up and in for two. Great assist there by Hunter Schofield, returning the favor of all those assists that Stain has given him. Nuno loses the handle, regains over to Burke, left corner, all the way to the right corner. Skinner inside Richardson gets Chatwin off his feet and scores with the left hand. The, the ball fake is so good. It's so underrated. He got him off his feet. Easy lay-in. 
Chatwin, catch and shoot three, straight away left it short. Frank Stain, offensive rebound to Pagenkopf. He'll try it, right wing. No, rimmed out, tipped around into the hands of Tommy Nuno. Frank Stain really working hard on both ends of the floor right now. The Trailblazers lead it by 13. Nuno trying to cross over to his left, loses the handle again. Now has it, 13 to shoot, straight away. Down to 10. Nuno dribbles out of a double team. Gets inside, a fadeaway jumper off the back iron. Chatwin, the rebound. Dixie State has it. Pass ahead to half court and to Pagankoff. And he'll call out the play and slow things down. Time in possession. You got a 13-point lead, no reason to rush things. Looking inside, Schofield is tipped out of bounds. And it will stay with the Trailblazers with 13-01 remaining. 52-39, a 13-point Dixie State lead. Substitutions, Leighton Parker, Jacob Nichols, and Jared Green into the game for Dixie State. Just well, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I love the energy. I, you know, Chatwin got off to a really rocky start in this half, and then he re rebounded, got in the flow, and I thought he brought a huge spark to Dixie State in that spurt. Absolutely. Whistles. And a foul against Jared Small. Holding before that ball could be inbounded. It'll be the fourth team foul against Colorado Mesa. Pagankoff, the trigger. Into the left corner, Jared Green. Looking for a guard, finds Wilson. Left wing to Nichols. Nichols to Pagankoff. The Green, eight to shoot. Pass to Parker, left wing, and it's tipped out of bounds with six seconds on the shot clock. They'll trigger right about the left wing area. You got Andre Wilson to throw it in. And he finds Nichols with five, with four. Will drive inside, throws it up, and he comes, he falls to the floor, Maybe gets back up. Contact. Yeah, need any contact. He's able to hustle back down. Colorado Mesa has it, though. Dancer passes the inline to Nuno. Nuno driving in on the right, looking inside for Menzies. They'll swing it back out, Dancer right wing to Nuno. Pump fake, three-point land straight away, and he's bumped by Jack Pagenkoff. Jack kind of arguing the call right at first and then stops and smiles. Yeah, I fell. I got him right there. Well, it's that like guard your yard, right? A yard to your right, yard to your left. You can't let them with the ball get around you that easily. It's just, you can see Jack just not getting in position he wanted to be in. Here's Small inside. He's fouled. And I think it may be had a chance to count yeah. it, but his teammate knocked it out of there. Maybe it was short. He was tipping it up. I mean, it, it looked like it point. was going to bounce around for yeah. a minute, and his teammate pulled it off. This should be a good angle to the see. The basket. It. There's the foul. He gets it up. Yeah. And there's Menzies that came in, and he might have kept that from an and yeah. one. That was interesting. Why would Menzies touch that when he's his guy's got a chance for the and one? First free throw up and in for Jared Small. Take one more look at that. There's the bump. He gets the shot up. We'll it never, might have been short we'll from that angle. Yeah. He got a friendly bounce. Looked a little left and short, but sometimes those left short ones go up off the glass and then fall back in. Small will have one more. On its way. And too strong off the back iron. Jared Green the rebound. 12-point lead, 52-40. Dixie State, a 12-point lead, 12.07 to play. 
in regulation. Good to see the free throw signs are back. Not, a, not in full force tonight, but we got a few of them. Pagankoff to Wilson. Now to Pagankoff, bouncing to his right. To Parker, three from the right wing. It rims out, and Skinner the rebound for Colorado Mesa. Skinner to Richardson, mid post right side. Whips a pass to the left corner, three on the way from Colton Peterson, missed, but it's tipped back, and Colorado Mesa will reset. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. We come back inside the Burns Arena. It'll be Colorado Mesa basketball. And right now they've got 28 on the shot clock. I'm pretty sure they asked for 18. Well, the official came over to Coach Judkins. Actually, Coach Schroeder, because Juddy was in the huddle drawn on the whiteboard. And, and, but we couldn't tell what he was saying. I thought you were right. Originally, 18. He did say 18 because there was no change of possession. Skinner will drive inside, laid up and in. Wouldn't. Way too easy out of a timeout. You know, you try to get your defense set. You can't give up an, a, that easy of a basket. 52-42, Dixie State a 10-point lead. Schofield will drive inside. Offensive foul. Ran over Dancer. Well, Hunter knew it. You know, I think he knew that one. Didn't like it, but knew it. State's been scoreless the last three minutes. They've not been able to put together an offensive possession to result in the bucket. They've, they've, they've kind of lost that patience and lost that fill for their offense. Kind of just allowing the Mavs to hang around. Okay. And Leighton Parker reaching in on Michael Skinner on the other end. A senior against the freshman there. Certainly the, this 52-42, this is at a pace that Dixie State likes. I mean, they didn't want to play the Mavericks in an 80-90 point game tonight. No. Because that means they're probably raining threes, which they are just one of ten from downtown. Ebbs and flows of the season. Right. Such a three-point shooting era nowadays, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. such a big part of the game. Skinner into the lane, passes out. Dancer, pump fake on the right wing, drives inside, and he's fouled by Jared Green. And one for Georgie Dancer. Dancer's athletic and, you know, goes up high, gets it to go. See where the contact came. Just a little chest-to-chest -chest bump. His screen was straight up. And the official yeah, felt like, hey, he got him. He touched him. Foul's a foul. Not a, not a lot there. Could you let it go on? Yeah, but he might have blew the whistle before he saw it go in. Nowadays, you're starting to see officials wait to yeah. see if it goes no. in. And then, and I don't like that. So, Dancer missed the free throw. And here comes 60 State the other way. 52-44. Tornado run for Colorado Mesa. After Dixie State led. By as many as 13, and a steal for Small, and Small gets the layup to go in transition. 52-46, it's a six-point game. 10-20 to go, and Coach Judkins wants timeout. Got to talk this thing over. And that'll extend to a full timeout, so we'll take it. 10-19 to go, 10-0 run, excuse me, make that a 9-0 run for the Mavericks, and it's a 52-46 Dixie State lead with 10-19 to go, a 60-second timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. Hi, Mom. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Inside the Burns Arena, it's a 9-0 run. For Colorado Mesa, basketball definitely a game of runs. We'll see if Dixie State can answer back here after the Coach Judkins timeout. Yeah, this is a big possession, I feel like. Six-point game, 52-46, and still a whole 10 minutes to be played. Stain, left wing. Got to find some help. Finds Green, 10 to shoot. Here's Youngblood. Driving to his left, kicks to Andre Wilson for three right wing, and that missed everything and out of bounds. And it goes back to the Mavericks. Uh, yeah, I thought Jason maybe should have tried to dribble drive there. Instead, it's Andre, and he's three feet behind the line, contested three. That's not the shot you want. No, not out of a timeout. You know, you mentioned that's a huge bucket. It's still, it's been over three minutes since the last Dixie State bucket. They need to find a way to get them the scores column. Yeah, scoreless in 426, to be precise, wow. are the Trailblazers. And if it's just one of their last six shots from the floor, it is a nine. What is the run right now? 9-0? Nine oh run for the Mavericks. Yeah. We keep it right here through the timeout. Colorado Mesa called the timeout, a full timeout, their second charge timeout of the game. Well, that's their run. That's their run. Yeah, now that's can their you run. counter run? I mean, game is such a game of momentum. You gotta try to grab it back. Get this crowd into this game if you're Dixie State. That momentum's gonna be huge. You know, and we're Colorado Mesa has hurt them on the offensive end. Is, is Dixie not being on the same page defensively? They're not talking. They've kind of lost that energy, and the communication hasn't been real good. Once they get that dialed in, they, they've got to find a way to get those kills that you talked about earlier. They've got to put together three straight stops here out of this timeout. 52-46, 9.55 to go. Another game of note in Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Black Hill State going to the Mexico Highlands. And they lead it 87-83 with four seconds remaining in the second half. And that's the team that's right there, tied with Dixie State atop the RMAC standings. Looking like they're going to get a win in Las Vegas, New Mexico. It's a nice win. Dixie State had to come back from a huge halftime yeah, deficit, yeah. go to overtime, and score well, like 108 to win it. That's just a dangerous team. Just athleticism maybe. oozing off that sideline in Las Vegas, New Mexico, and Dixie State knows that all too well with the first round exit in the RMAC tournament last year. Back in play we go, 9.48 remaining. Dixie State a six point lead. But the Mavericks could cut it in half with a three here. Nuno passing inside for Small, and we're gonna get a foul. And it's gonna be Stain, and it's gonna be free throws. And they're running a back cut from the baseline, from the corner down the baseline, and they've got Dixie State on that a couple times tonight. That's that communication. Dixie's just not finding the rotation, not talking on that back, you know, that back cut that you're talking about. And I, I think Juddy just said to Frank, hey, you're not going to be able to stop that if you follow the ball. You can't turn and follow the ball and look yeah. away because, boom, he goes, and then yeah. you're a step behind. Yeah, you're in trouble. And he, he's also saying to the officials that Small was bobbling the ball wasn't Stain that knocked the ball out of his hands. He had lost the ball and was bobbling underneath the basket. So 
Small makes the first free throw. Number two on the way, and it's in. A four-point four point Dixie State lead. It was as many as 13, and it's trimmed to four. Got to break this 11-0 run offensively. Dixie State won for its last seven from the field. Youngblood to Wilson. Wilson to Youngblood, right wing. Dason into the lane, jump stop, high shot, and he missed it. Had to get over the outstretched arms I of his defender. I think it was blocked. I think he got a piece yeah. on the way up. And here come the Mavericks. Small will step into a three, right wing, he hits. Uh-oh, a one-point game, 52-51. The double-digit lead is gone. It's a momentum. You know, you, you give them a few good looks at the basket, and they're going to hit it. They're a good team. They can shoot from deep. They've got to be careful and not, not let that momentum keep, continue. Pagan Koff to Youngblood. Over to Green. A whistle and a foul. Away from the ball. Let's say Small. Was holding. Trailblazers try to cut through the lane. Cameron Chatwin going to check in for Jared Green. Austin. Trying to see if they can give him some you know, spark, kind of like he did early in the half. Small had six at the half. He's got 11 second half points, and now he's got 17 on the night. 35 combined between he and Richardson. Paganikoff, step back, three from the right wing. He crossed over Dancer and step back, knocked it down, and it's grill. Four-point lead for the Trailblazers. That's a great answer. You know, and we go back to that first key of the game is disrupt Colorado Mesa's rhythm. Here's a chance for Dixie to continue to build on their lead. 55-51, 8.20 remaining. You look back, that might be the play of the game if they, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't relinquish this lead and let Mesa ever take it. That was a huge three. Nuno will back in on Pagan Kopp and score it. 55-53. We probably could just name that our catering concepts play of the game right there anyway. Dixie State desperately needed a bucket. Youngblood will drive inside, pass to the corner to Jack for three left wing. Bang! How about our catering concept plays of the game? Back-to-back -back triples for Jack Paganikov. And now it came off a little flat yeah. and just didn't even, I don't even think it got rimmed, just ripped the cords on the net. That is huge. The jack of all trades shooting the three. 58-53. Dixie State by five. 7.35 remaining. Paganikov. He's got nine now tonight. Got nine. Nuno trapped on the baseline and Dixie State forces a bad shot. The Trailblazers have it. Jack across the timeline. Kicks to the left corner. Wilson for three. No. Cameron Chatwin almost had the offensive rebound and lost it to Clay Burke. This place was about to go nuts if that three goes down by Andre Wilson. Nuno spinning into the lane. Loses. Regains. Kicks it to Colton Peterson for three right wing. It rattles around and falls through. I like there was no hesitation. The lid is officially off for the Mavericks. And it just couldn't bury it. Nuno. Driving inside on Youngblood. Gets inside, misses. Ball tapped around, gets his own rebound. He's, no, missed it. Halfway down, it popped out. I thought we were tied, but it popped out. Dixie State has it. 60 to 58, a two-point lead. Pagenkopf hesitates, drives inside. Shot is blocked out of bounds. And that'll bring us to the under eight media timeout at the 524 mark. We keep it here. Dixie State is 60 to 58 lead. And here are our catering concept plays of the game. Jack Pagenkoff, when Dixie State desperately needed something. 
knocked down back-to-back -back buckets. Three-point shots brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. And he knocks in one from each wing, one from the right wing, and then next possession, good ball movement, one more from the left wing, and he drains both of them. Oh. Those are your catering concept plays of the game. Yeah, and they needed it because the shooting has not been kind. They have not gotten it to really drop consistently. Dixie State just eight out of 22, 36%, and three of 10 from downtown. So those two threes by Jack were so big to help him out. And you know, so far they've been able to maintain that lead, but boy, Mace is bringing the energy on the road, man. They're firing each other up. They're communicating. They're well coached. And they are in this game. If, if, if I'm their head coach, I'm, I'm really pleased with the, the spot I'm in right now. That said, Dixie State's got to try to find a way to hold them off because this is kind of what we expected, though, isn't it, guys? Kind of coming into this game all week long? Absolutely. I mean, there's no way that Colorado Mace was going to come in here and lay down. And they're definitely showing why they're at the top of the, the RMAC conference with Dixie State. But, they're very versatile. They can shoot the ball, but they've also got some very skilled post players that can pound it inside and cause some problems in the paint. Yeah, good rebounding team, too. You look at rebounding. I mean, it's tight right now. 27 for Mesa, 30 for Dixie State. That's something they always take so much pride in. they got some long guys like Richardson, like Burke, like uh, Small. Those guys are athletic and can really rebound. Here we go. Out of the timeout, Jack Pagenkopf to Trevor. Baseline left side. Gets it. Left corner three. No. Hunter Schofield is not the last to touch it. I thought it might have gone off him. They're going to say off Mesa. Dixie State will maintain. <laughs> Clearly was Vert. We see the replay. Back in for Dixie State. Two-point lead for the Trailblazers. Here's Stain bouncing inside, trying to find Chetwin, and it's stolen by Menzies. And now Mesa can tie or take the lead on this possession. That's Frank just trying to run the offense when it's really not there. He didn't let his guy establish that block position to enter that pass into the post. And Colorado Mesa has not led in this game. Into the corner, Verk for three. Yes. First lead of the game. Verk, the big man, he can shoot it from outside, though. 61-60. Colorado Mesa has its first lead of the game. Pagankoff, jumper, banked it in. 62-61, Dixie State wrestles the lead back. Big-time players make big-time shots. That's it. Off the window, Jack, 4 of 11, 11 points, 3 of 6 from downtown, 6 assists. He came to play tonight, but he's got to keep it rolling. 62-61, Dixie State by 1, 4.20 to play. Approaching the under-4 media timeout now. Here's Nuno. Nuno with 5 to shoot. Driving to his left, will step it back. Hands off to Skinner. Skinner into the lane, will score it, but I don't know, did he get that shot off? I think so, just barely. He barely beat the shot clock, and they're gonna give it to him. 63-62, I would love to see that one again. On slow-mo replay, not gonna matter now. Stain will bounce inside Schofield. Colorado Mesa leading. And a foul, an armbar foul, gonna go against Virk. And that'll bring us to the under four media timeout. The Dixie State trailing 63-62. We get a look at the Skinner. Just got it off in time. Trailblazers trailing 63-62, 3.48 to go. 
And we'll keep it right here. Let's continue to talk through this thing. We also, during the last break, didn't have a chance to do so. We want to take a quick look ahead at our SkyWest Airlines player of the game watch. Right now, Hunter Schofield with 15 points, 7 of 10 from the field. Jack Pagankoff, though, coming on strong. He's only 4 for 11 from the field, but all of his shots have come late in this second half. He's got three rebounds and six assists as well. I think really for Dixie State, it's between those two guys. You're going to try to name kind of who you're looking for for your SkyWest Airlines player of the game. Well, I think both teams have adjusted. Huge first half for Schofield and for Richardson. Both defenses have really shut them down in the second half as far as scoring the basketball. They're still doing some other things, right? But scoring the basketball is coming from elsewhere. Smalls picked it up for the Mavericks. And then Pagan Cops picked it up like you alluded to, Carrick. I'll tell you what, Burke was really frustrated. I don't know if you guys noticed, coming off the court, he kind of was waving at the official, and he was this close to getting a technical. Good job by his teammates kind of getting in front of him and kind of wrapping him up and just taking him to the bench. And, Official was pretty patient there. It would have been a short fuse T, but he was kind of giving him that look like you're on the verge, buddy. And, you know, in a game like this tight, that can really be detrimental to either Huge. team with a mistake like that mentally. Absolutely. And he's out of the game now. And Dixie State with possession. Youngblood has it knocked out of his hands. It goes out of bounds. Dixie State to maintain. 18 fouls against Dixie State, six against Colorado Mesa. So both teams in the bonus now. Pagankoff. Hesitates, then drives inside, draws some contact, no whistle, but he scores it off the window. He's got 13, and he has taken over for Dixie State over the last four minutes. I love that mentality. Just give me the ball and let, let me go. And a great shot there by Jack Pickenkopf. Nuno, top of the key to Dancer. Pump fake, drives into the lane, kicks to Skinner. Left corner, three on the way. Missed it, shot it over the rim, and Frank Stain has the rebound. He'll hand off to Jack Pagankoff with 3.18 to go, and Dixie State a 64-63 lead. Here's Jack behind the back dribble, fires a shot, missed it in the rebound to Nuno and Colorado Mesa. That shot, probably a little too quick. You're kind of a heat checker, right? Yep. Jared Small will hand off to Nuno. Getting late in this game. Nuno, the lefty layup. No, ball is tapped out of bounds I think young by Youngblood. Yeah. He just was trying to tip it to himself and touched it last. Wilson coming in for Frank Stain. Frank's played a lot of minutes tonight, 24 minutes so far. But Schofield's played 34 and Jack Hankoff's played 32. Mm -hmm. Those guys, every night they play a ton Hunt, of minutes. And Hunter Schofield, left hand is bleeding. So they're going to give him time. Yeah, 20 seconds to get that fixed. So yeah, Kelby Hoffine. Kelby Hoffine, one of our great Intermountain trainers. Well, they're going to give him 20 seconds, and then they're going to resume. So he might have to get a sub as they're going down to the end of the bench. About 10 seconds and they left. Hit, yeah, they hit the end of the 20 seconds. They're going to bring Jared Green in and see how quick. Now, now Hunter's back in. But he didn't get out here quick enough. No, nobody gave Kelby a butter. Nobody told him he was down to 10 seconds. Yeah. On Dude, that was pretty good. Was Kelby like a, got him out quick. That was like so that's eight-second NASCAR pit stop right there. Right. Kelby was on it. Good work, Alphines. Good job by Coach Judkins to keep uh, Hunter off the floor. He was just going to run back out there to play. <laughs> Nuno with a shot clock down to eight for the Mavericks. To Peterson, left wing three off the back iron. And Jacob Nichols gets the rebound, tiptoes the inline and saves it in to Pagankoff. Trailblazers with it with 2.30 remaining, and we are getting late here inside the Burns. Every possession crucial. And an offensive foul against Jared Green. He was trying to slide into his pick and roll, and he's going to get called for a moving screen. 
That was a great play. Dixie had that set up perfectly. Jared Green probably just rolled a little bit too early, didn't get set on his screen. Uh, that, that, that's a costly turnover there, but now they've got to answer it on defense. 2.21 to go. They've got to get some stops. Hunter Schofield back into the game for the Trailblazers. Here's Dancer leaning in on Youngblood. The runner, no. Ball tapped back out and out of bounds. Should go to the Trailblazers, and it does. 2.09 remaining. Dixie State has got it. And it's been a one-point game and it's for quite some time. You gotta get this crowd into this game on these last few defensive yeah. possessions, and it'll help if they can get a bucket here and push this lead up. Not comfortable all with a one-point lead at all. 64-63. We are under two now. 155 remaining. Trailblazers by one. Need a bucket here. A 13-second shot clock. Handoff to Wilson to Schofield. To the left side, Youngblood. Five to shoot to Hunter. Off the window and in. Schofield gets it. Coach Judkins wants a timeout. They don't see him. He's clear out onto the court trying to call the timeout. They didn't look at him. 66-63. He wanted to draw up the defense. Nuno with 1.29 remaining. Now to Dancer. Dancer back to Nuno. 14 to shoot. Three-point land straight away. Now Richardson guarded by Schofield. Backing in on Hunter. And gets it to go and a foul. The initial contact came from Richardson, kind of got Schofield backpedaling. Well, Richardson's, his footwork is yeah. elite. You know, one of the, uh, he's the best big I've seen footwork-wise, length-wise. He looks like a complete package now with 20 on the night. The old-fashioned three-point play opportunity from the stripe coming for him. And I think you're right, Kierke. I think he was giving ground there, and, and then just a little bump. But he just, just, he just got him. Yeah, but it just got Schofield off his balance. Well, did you guys hear Draymond Green's comments last night? You know, and I, that's coming from a defensive player, but a little bit of truth to that. The, the offensive players are at such an advantage anymore at initiating the contact, and it always gets called on the defense. Right. Yeah. Well, with that possession right there, I mean, they got the they got free the throws good. Play that they were tied. You know, they, they wanted that, that post. They've got Dixie's got to have more ball pressure. Make that entry pass a little bit harder. Sure. Yeah. Here's Pagankoff. Pulls up for three right wing. Bang! Jack Pagankoff again. And this time, Coach Judkins gets his timeout. Jack says, I'm getting that three-point lead back. Oh, Juddy had to go six feet out. They didn't see him again. And what a shot. Big-time player making big-time shots. Down the stretch. Pagankoff. Down it goes. It's a 30-second timeout, so we keep it here. We don't want to miss anything. Timeout's brought to you by Dairy Queen. A highlight so big, we can keep running that back all yeah. night long. Jack Pagenkopf, he's got 16, four of seven from beyond the arc. And he has come on. And we're going to take another look at it, different angle. The crossover, the step back, and splashes it home. He knows. That's unguardable. No, he's walking back already. Yeah, that's a tough shot. That was, he's been watching James Harden a little bit with that step back right there. That that was untouchable. You cannot block that shot. Jack Pagenkopf only 6'3", but he got such a huge step back. Watch that crossover back. Just no chance to recover there by Dancer. What a shot. Must be a Mike leader. Olsen back in the day. Back on in the, the day, I saw, I saw Jack do, or I saw Mike doing that at the HPC yesterday. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> old man game. Don't question the old man game. Dixie State showing full court pressure out of the timeout. 
Couldn't get a tip or a steal, so now they'll back off. 55 seconds on the game clock. Dixie State a three-point lead, 69-60 cents. Don't want a foul here. Nuno into the lane to the right corner. Peterson to answer no, and into the hands of Jack Pagenkoff. And they're going to call a foul. On a hard box out on Nichols? On Jacob Nichols. And the Bluebirds rain down. He's trying to find his man to, to box him. And he does bump him when he's in the air. So it kind of throws the hip out there on Nuno. And the outside official kind of saw him just kind of jerk. And I think that's and they, they, pretty. And the referees, they, they're discussing. I, I see the one ref saying 24. Is that on yeah. 24? I think it and is. They're going to call it on somebody. It has to be. And I think they want to look at it. They're coming over to the table. Yeah, it, it's on 24. Jacob Nichols. And is it a... And Nichols is doing everything right. He's trying to find a body yeah. to box out. It's just where that ball caromed and where he was at, he couldn't get there quick enough to, to get a seal and ends up with the bump on the hip and the contacts, what the officials saw. And I, I don't know that I can argue that. I mean, you hate to see the officials decide it in the end. You like to let them play through stuff yeah. a little bit there. But if that's a foul in the first half, is a foul right now down the that's stretch. Right. It should be, right? Yeah. yeah. I think where, where it looked funny is he, he traveled such a long distance to block him off. He went a full-out run, two or three steps, and then made contact. Where if it would have been a one-step and, and then a box-out, they probably wouldn't have called it. But where he ran into him, that had definitely just caused it to look funny. And the official thought it was a foul. Huge call, though, in that situation. Huge call. And the official, Huge I don't call. think, wanted to call that. I think, I think he had to. I really do. I think he saw enough. If you look at the Mesa, uh, Colorado Mesa bench, they weren't complaining about it. You know, they weren't wanting the call. I mean, the, the play had True. started to come down the court, and, and they weren't contesting it. So, uh, definitely a game changer. Nuno, front-ended. I'll tell Not you. front-ended. He's got two free throws. Here's he the, makes the first. Here's the thing. I mean, in football, you can go confer with your buddies and wave off a flag. Basketball, it happens so fast. you yep. got to make the call you think, and you got to hope you get it right 99% of the time, which is right. very difficult to do. That's right. Nuno will have one more free throw. Good free throw shooter this season, 80%. Tonight he's 2 of 4. On the way, and he gets this one. One-point game, 69-68. And Pagenkoff needs someone to throw the ball into him. And Wilson going to hustle back and get it into Jack Pagenkoff. 42 seconds remaining. Wilson to Jack. Jack, step back. Another three. Another three! Jack Pagenkopf is out of this world. 19 on the night, his fifth three. And watch the move again off the high ball screen. He's going to go through the legs and step back, and there's nobody there. Breakdown on defense, and Jack buries another one. That's a huge shot. You know, you love his confidence, and, you know, we've said it tonight. Big-time players make big-time plays, and it doesn't get any bigger than that shot right there for Jack Pagenkopf to extend this lead to four with 32 and a half seconds to go. You see this crossover step back. Huge shot by Jack Pagenkopf. Uh, they, they're, so, they're talking about who called the timeout and if they actually have a timeout or no timeout. And now they're finally saying, they, the referees were saying no timeout, no timeout, and now Colorado Mesa has finally called one. Well, what's funny is Juddy got a full timeout because as soon as they blew the whistle, he grabbed his whiteboard and went to work. He didn't care what was going on. He heard a whistle. So it was marker, whiteboard, play. It's a 30-second timeout. And if you're not at the Burns Arena tonight and you live in St. George, you're missing out. This is a... Just great battle between two well-coached teams with a lot of talent, great product on the court. Two coaches coaching their tails off, 
coaches for cancer night. Hey, guess what? There's another home game tomorrow night. Right. Come join us. It doesn't get any bigger. You know, so much at stake with, with getting ready to, to hit February. That's a huge month. And both these teams jockeying for position for the top of the RMAC. And, and Dixie doing exactly what they've done when they've had that number one title. And that's defend it and continue to make statements in the RMAC. Jack. Yeah, the way they went out the Pac West, right? Yeah, right. They, 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 uh, they were happy to see Dixie State lead the Pac West as they were hanging another banner on the way out. Do it again. What? You can't even say second half for Jack Pagankoff. What a last five minutes of the game for Jack Pagankoff. Sensational. Yeah. Inbound with 32 seconds. Mesa's got to go the full length of the floor, and it's a four point game, 72 68. Dancer with 24 seconds remaining. Denunio. As it's stripped out of his hands by who else? Jack Pagankoff, and he is fouled on his way up the floor, and free throws coming for Jack Pagankoff. There's no question. He's putting his team on his back on both ends of the floor. I mean, the anticipation there comes over, help defense, sees him show the ball, and just strips it cleanly. Great defensive play there by Jack, getting his hands in and, and getting the play, and then coming down and get fouled. So with 19.2 to go, four-point lead. This is the guy for Dixie State you want to see on the line. And Jack had the ball ready to shoot it. And they take it out of his hands to confirm that it's a one and one. First one on the way. Yes. Well, the chances we see a step back free throw here by Jack Pagan Cup. <laughs> Only if he does crossover first. 20 you to nine. cross it over. I mean, five minutes ago, Jack Pagan had like six points. Well, he had six of the half, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't score for a long time there in the first That's what I'm saying. Well, he makes both free throws, and it's a six-point game. But if you look back, I, I still think the biggest shot he hit was that three-pointer to end the 11-0 yeah. run by yeah. Colorado Mason. So he got things going early with that big three-pointer, and he has not dropped an ounce of confidence since. Well, yeah, got it going, didn't he? Yeah. And, and they've needed every one of those. Inbound with 19 seconds to go. It's a six-point game. Don't want to foul here and stop the clock. Nuno will fire deep three, missed it, and Jack Pagankoff the rebound. And he's just going to dribble it out. Gets across half court. And he'll dribble it out. Dixie State going to win it. It got hairy for a minute. And then Jack Pagankoff said, all right, enough is enough. Get on my back. Let's go. He was clutch. There's no question. Sky West Airlines player of the game, Jack Pagankoff. Seal it. Fly it to wherever you want. Done deal. Done. I, I mean... And I think the opposing players and coaches would agree with you. Everybody in the building saw it. I mean, he was just big, big shot after big shot. I mean, watch this. Crossover to a step back. Nothing but the bottom. I just, and then the steal. I just want, I want to be a spectator right now. I just want to sit and watch Jack Pagan hitting those five. He hit all five of those in the second half. One of the first, four in the second, late. And the Trailblazers win it 74-68, improved to 15-3, 10-2. You want to talk about a burst of momentum. Things were getting hairy. Things were getting close. The senior captain says, no, let's go. We're going to win this game. And now they take all the momentum in the world into Saturday night against Western Colorado. Yeah, 4-7 team in conference. They're playing Westminster tonight. I haven't seen a score on that game yet. But, I mean, what a job defensively in the second half on Richardson, adjusting on the ball screens. Yeah. You know, Small got his. They held Skinner in check. Nuno only nine tonight. This game was one on the defensive end, but at the end it feels like 
Pagenkov just won it by himself almost, doesn't it? It totally feels that way. And he, he did exactly what he needed to do. We, we were wondering who was going to be that guy to step up and make the play. They really put some concentrated effort there to stop Schofield and, and had some, some success there defensively on Hunter Schofield, and that just opened it up. That door was wide open for Jack Pagenkov to finish this game. And it, when was the last time we saw a game in Burns Arena where somebody just completely took over like Jack Pagenkov just did? My Man, oh Trevor my. Hill, maybe? Trevor Hill, yeah. Trevor Hill. I mean, Dequan Thompson did it a couple times. I saw Mason Sawyer do it a couple times, too, but... That was man. Oh man. Let's let's look at our second half highlights so we can get our TV crew on the way and we can finish things up here. Jack Payton cover it was Cameron Chatwin. He was a little shaky coming in, then he settled down and he played some big minutes early in that second half of the Trailblazers. Frank Stain see Chatwin get the layup and the three from the left wing. And he was feeling it at that point. Great set of minutes early to help set the tone for the Trailblazers. Frank Stain. The floater up and in, baseline left side. And then scoring again. And Frank played well tonight, rebounded yeah. the ball well, very active, but Jack Pagenkov, I can watch that over and over and, this, and over. He's going to be the last I think, 30 seconds of the highlights. I think me and Carrick are going to have to go out there and work on that after the post-game report, yes. because that is pretty. I want to do that. And there's uh, a second three for Jack. And they just kept feeding him. And then Chatwin got a big bucket. Really well in that stretch as well. Little breakdown there on defense. Trailblazers made him pay. But Jack showing you the mid range with a kiss off the window. Pretty shot there. That was a big bucket, too, because they cut it back to one at that point again. Get Hunter Schofield getting the bucket late. And then Jack Pagenkoff again. He did the same thing three times, and it worked every time. That was Michael Jordan, Brian Russell. Yeah, but without the push off. <laughs> Conspiracy. And then there's the steal to wrap things up. He would make the free throws. And Jack Pagenkoff, our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. Trailblazers win it 74-68. We want to bid farewell to our TV audience. If you want to listen to the Guru Sports Drill postgame report, uh, turn your radio dial to ESPN 97.7 FM locally, Sports Radio 977. Com online, or you can uh, download the Sports Radio 977 uh, app on your phone, Android or iPhone, listen in, because you're going to want to hear what Coach Judkins has to say tonight. Big shout-out and a big thank you to our CEC TV crew tonight, Marcus and James and Lauren and the entire crew. Thank you for all you do. That'll do it for the TV side. On the radio side, three-minute timeout and back with our post-game comments with head coach John Judkins, and we'll break this thing down. Back after three on the radio side. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Dixie State Athletics, DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to Radio Dixie 91.3.